have opened for people to come and, and view and tour, and you tell me about it real quick. Well, we have 13 acres. Mm -hmm. We have 13 acres, and we have put in an outdoor movie theater. We put in a uh, an ice cream parlor and a little eatery between the creeks, uh -huh. and uh, we just invite people to come in, and uh, we love own them and serve them, uh -huh. and uh, we don't charge anything. Uh -huh. My wife will make uh, homemade jalapeno baked beans, oh. hot dogs. Oh. And, I'll make vanilla and chocolate milkshakes. We get our oh. ice cream from Brenham, Texas, so it's not this uh, <laughs> store-bought stuff. Yeah. I mean, we pour in the love into it. Uh -huh. Christ came to serve, and if we're going to emulate him, then yeah. Yeah. we're going to serve and yeah. not be served. So we just invite people to come. Yeah. And uh, we have a website. It's gloryridgeretreat.com. Gloryridgeretreat.com. You can read about our story. You can look at the photos, and you can see who we are and what we're about. And uh, we just invite people to come and contact us uh -huh. and communicate with my wife. Uh -huh. And uh, everyone's welcome. Well, we thank you, and God bless you. What a great thing. They're talking my language when they talk about jalapeno beans and hot dogs and milkshakes. I can, you know, I don't need them, but I like them. Amen. Good to have you both. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're talking about this morning, I want to thank the music uh, people today. Uh, you guys always do great work. We're talking about after the cross. Last week, if you'll remember, we talked about at the cross, what happened there. And we kind of uh, uh, hit a revelation there as we looked at how love uh, was disseminated from the cross. Today we're going to look at after the cross and what uh, is meant to happen in the life of those that are ministered to after the cross. Now, there's a little used verse in John chapter 14, verse 31, that I want to share with you before I begin today. This isn't my text, so give me just a minute. And we'll stand and pray together. But I want to share this with you because I want you to see this. But, the, but that the world may know that I love the Father. Now, to my, my uh, recognition and research at this point, I can't find Jesus making this statement as such in other places. He said, I love the Father. And as the, because I love him, and as the Father has given me commandment, even so I do. Then he closes with these words, now arise, let us go hence. I'm going to unpack some of that for you here in just a moment. But Jesus' operation was an operation of a response to love. It was the corresponding action to what he would do because he had experienced a love. The love of the Father that was given to him, the love of the Father that was given uh, through him and through his sacrifice into the world, the love of the, the gift of love that came that we discussed last week at the cross. Now Jesus says, I have to respond to that love. If, if love is given, Love cannot just hang in the air. Love is not like we stand under a canopy when it rains or walk under an umbrella 
when the rain is falling and say, I'm covered by love. Love has to be met with a corresponding response. If there is no corresponding response, then love becomes something that is over there that I have no attachment to. Now, I want to tell you, all those of you in this room had crushes. You had a crush on somebody. You liked them, and maybe you thought there was hope that they would like you back, but they didn't. You wanted to go to a prom or a party with them, and you thought, I'll get ready to ask them, and then you saw them walking with someone else who they had chosen to take them. We've all been there. Love, like, whatever the case, is only going to be used when it is a corresponding relationship. This is what we have missed in our world today. We don't understand the corresponding relationship of love. We want to look at God and say, God loves me, therefore everything is okay. I'm okay. I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have any problems because God loves me. Well, the reality is, is that Jesus told us in John 14, 31, that there had to be something to correspond it. Because it would only be because of corresponding love that he would keep his commandments. It would only be because of corresponding love that he would go hence to promote the perspective of obedience that would cause the world to see the love of the Father. If there was no corresponding obedience, the world would never have understood the love of the Father, which we do not now. Therefore, the world walks around thinking as if the man that wrote the book, I'm okay, you're okay, because God is a canopy of love. Now, there is no doubt that God is love. There is no doubt that God, that is the personality, character, and trait of who God is, but un corresponding love, not corresponding to love, not giving love back, does not diminish God. It diminishes you. It diminishes you. Because God is going to be who he is, regardless of whether you love him or not. God is always going to be God. He's always going to sit on the circle of the earth. He's always going to be the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills. He's always going to be the one who holds heaven and earth in the palm of his hand. He's always going to be the one who has the power to ride on the flood, whether you love him or not. But if you are willing to give corresponding love, then you can move forward in his love and do what Jesus just did. He said, I follow his commands, and now I am arising to go forward. What is he doing? Expressing his commands. See, we live in a world that says you can live any way you want to live. I told Brandon yesterday, we were at a function to raise money where things were going on that I didn't approve of, he didn't approve of. But there was a big crowd. We saw a lot of people. 
all of them under the name of church. I come to my church on Sunday morning and preach the gospel of the truth of the love of God and the corresponding love that man must have back to God that causes him to keep his commandments of which Jesus said in John 14, 21, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and my Father will love you and I will love you and then I will manifest myself to you. Jesus was the first one the first one that said the reason he keeps the commandments of his father was because he loved him. Now, do you love God? Is the love of God in the forefront of all you do? Well, then I want, to, want you to take an evaluation today. The evaluation is this. Do you love him enough to consecrate yourself, to convict yourself, and to convince yourself that you are going to live by the Word of God, think by the Word of God, act by the Word of God, talk by the Word of God, go by the Word of God, come by the Word of God, live by the Word of God, and make the words of God be the commandment by which you live. That's the question. Now we all look, and in all churches around the world today, they are standing there and every one of them are shaking their heads saying, oh yes, amen, preacher. That's what we all are doing. We're living by the commandments of God, are you? Are you living by the commandments of God when I look and I cannot see the difference between you, your behavior, your actions, your deeds, and your thoughts? Any difference from the way the world does their business? Is that living by the commands of the love of God? Whenever your personal satisfaction becomes more important than the command of Christ? Huh. Here is Jesus saying, Jesus no less, saying to the world in John 14, 21, I love the Father. And therefore I do what the Father tells me to do. Is the church, is those that call upon the name of the Son of God living beyond the cross in the expression of corresponding love. Because if you've come to the cross and all you got was the love of God and there has been nothing in your life beyond the cross, then you're living under an umbrella that has holes in it. Huh? You're living under an umbrella of the love of God for which the love of God cannot work for you because you're not corresponding with that love. This is why Jesus was able to do what Jesus did. Because he corresponded. His love was reciprocal with the Father. Everything that he did, he did because he either saw him do it or he heard him say it. He did nothing on his own. So therefore, what Jesus did was he loved the Father back until what the Father was doing, he was able to express through Jesus. See, we don't look at the cross and realize that the cross is the culmination of God showing himself 
to the world in love. And after he shows himself to the world in love, the world, in order to attach and attract that love, must show love back. Now let's stand. Text today comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 23 and 24. <clears throat> Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith. Now that's two critical words right there. From God the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Grace be with all them. That do what? Love. Who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. How? In sincerity. So be it. Father, we thank you for the word of God today. Open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand what the word of God is saying to us. May we then apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear son. Now, Father, we yield, surrender, and sanctify ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We ask that you, Father, would allow Jesus Christ to speak from the Godhead today and the Holy Spirit to pick that up and bring it to us, deliver it to us, and reveal the very words of Jesus Christ, our man in the Godhead, so that we can hear the truth about who you are, how we should live, and what we should do to manifest our love for you. We take it today, and we will give it as you use our faculties to share the words from the throne room of God with your people. We praise you for it. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, Lord and God. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we looked at what happened at the cross, as I told you. And I want to tell you today that our out of love. Now, this was a revelation to me, and I want you to get it. I've asked all my life, I've had many things. Let me start it this way by saying to you. I've had many things in my life where God did miracles. I, 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 the Lord one time ministered to me and told me to go lay hands on a girl who had not spoken in, in months. She was a, a soloist, a singer. She had a, her, a vocal strain, and the vocal strain left her to where she could not speak. The Lord said to me, go lay hands on her. Well, I was young, and I said, now, now God, that's what Jesus would do. That's how Jesus did things. Jesus did signs and wonders and miracles. How, how, how are you going to do that? I'm not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. I'm just old Mike Springston. I'm young in the ministry even. So I went over to her house and I sheepishly pulled food around a while and I finally said to her, well, God sent me here to lay hands on your throat and told me that if I would, that your voice would open. Well, she, of course, couldn't do anything about it. She couldn't tell me no. So I began to pray for her. <laughs> And I laid hands on her throat, and I commanded her throat to open in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I got done, 
I want to tell you I felt nothing. I want to tell you I saw nothing. I want to tell you it didn't appear that anything happened. The Holy Spirit said to me, just tell her to talk. Just tell her to talk. So I stood back from her. Never forget her. She was a red-haired, curly-haired girl. Had a beautiful singing voice. Strawberry red hair. And I stood back from her and I said, the Holy Ghost said, talk. And she opened her mouth and she started to move her mouth. And what she was mouthing was, I can't talk. About the second time she went through it, out of her mouth came the words, I can't talk. And I said to myself, that's what Jesus would do. She went on to go back to singing and testifying to what the Holy Spirit had done. That's what Jesus would never understood it. Never realized why such a thing would happen. Never, never, never realized it. Then I was laying in bed one night when the Holy Spirit told me to go to such and such a place. There was a man there and tell him I was coming to preach and lay hands on his feet because he needed healing. And I wrote about this in my book. You've probably heard me tell the story, so I won't belabor it, but I prayed with the man. A few months later, I ran into, he had sugar diabetes. They were about to amputate his feet. His feet were as black as black as could be. They were dead. As a matter of fact, it scared me just to touch them. But the Holy Spirit said, pray for him. So I did. Laid hands on him, washed his feet. He washed mine. We went to church, had a Holy Ghost hoedown that night. I'll never forget it. A few months later, I ran into him at the Church of God State Camp meeting in Beckley, West Virginia, and I heard a voice call to me from across an arena of about 10,000 people. And I walked over, and there he stood on the second deck, and he pulled up his pant leg, and his pant leg was as white and baby pink as anything you've ever want to see. How did that happen? Well, when I began to study the Word of God about the love of God, I realized something. Jesus Christ came to do what? Show us the Father. So everything in his ministry showed us who God was, how he did what he did, the means and method for his operation. What was it, Pastor? It's love. It's all done by love. For God so what? Loved the world. The love of God is the extreme mechanism that brought signs, wonders, and miracles into the world. Now watch this now, because we look around today and we don't see many of those signs, wonders, and miracles, do we? We see actually monuments to the dead. What do we see? What, what do you mean, Pastor? I'll tell you. There are monuments to the dead off of Haynes Mill Road. It's called the Forsyth Medical Center. It's monuments to the dead off of Route uh, Business 40. It's called Wake Baptist Medical Center. Those are monuments to the dead. What do you mean, preacher? Because we have lost the definition of love. We have lost the understanding of reciprocal love. We have lost the ability to say that because love has spoken of whom God is, that we can attach our 
corresponding love to him. And out of that love, signs, wonders, and miracles will come to pass in our lives because we want to hear McDonald's say, I'm loving it. We want to hear McDonald's say, this burger demands your love. We want to hear the restaurant say, you'll love this. I heard a woman say one time, Sharon and I went out to eat at, at this place and they were serving cheese grits. And the woman looked at my wife and said, you don't like grits? She said, no. She said, you'll die for these grits. You'll love these grits so much, you'll die for them. Do you see how the message has been so blurred, taken off center that we don't know what love is? We don't understand how to correspond in love. Our ability to love has been so diluted that divorce rates in our country are up well over 60%. We live in a world that doesn't understand love, doesn't understand the commitment of love, doesn't understand the, the perspective of love. Why? Because we have been diluted by the enemy of our soul so that we would not understand that it is from love that Jesus Christ did everything he did. Not because he was the son of God, but because he was loved by God and he gave love back to God. Now, if we want to get those results, where do we go to get them? We do two things. We understand the love of God, number one, and we simply give him love back. Now, what does love do? Let me tell you what love does. Love causes your faith to activate. If you don't have the ability to have corresponding love, your spiritual faith and the thing in you that God, according to what Paul has written here, I want you to see this. He said, peace be to the brethren, love and faith, love with faith from God. Your love and the faith that you are activating by grace Will, is coming from God so that you, if you love the Lord Jesus Christ, can activate by your corresponding love the love and faith of God. What happens then? Well, Jesus told us in Matthew, Mark chapter 16. He said that if in, in that case, he said, if you will use my name, you'll cast down devils, speak with new tongues. Nothing inside you or outside you will hurt you. Everyone you lay hands on will recover. And I will confirm what? My word. Well, what word? The love of God will be confirmed to you and I will bring about signs, wonders, and miracles. What caused it? Corresponding love. See, we don't want to go to the tomb in our day and age. We want to go to the cross. The cross is our place of refuge. The cross is our place where the love of God becomes an umbrella for our evil. Huh? The love of God becomes a place for our legalism. The love of God becomes a place where we gather around and say, God's got it. God will do it. Don't worry about it. God's got you. What a lie if there was ever a lie told. 
the love of God is manifest. The love of God is available, but the love of God will not work unless it, it meets a corresponding love by the one who becomes convicted and convinced of what God did through Jesus Christ in the earth and at Calvary. It will work. So we have to go to the tomb. What do we go to the tomb to do? What do we go to the tomb to get? We go to the tomb to lay down the flesh. If we go to the tomb and the flesh dies, then we begin to learn in the spirit world how to live by returning our love to him. He loves us and we love him. Isn't that what the scripture said? The scripture said, and we have peace when we work in love and faith that comes from God. How do we activate peace, love, and faith? How does that occur? Tells you right there. He said that you love the Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity, with a complete heart, with a complete conviction, with a complete convincing that everything that love is, you are willing to give it back to God. Now, when you do that, you lay down your flesh. You lay down your wants. You lay down your goals. You lay down your perspectives. I want you to see that because Jesus told us that in John chapter 14, verse 31, when he said, now arise and let's go hence. Let's go hence and respond to what? The fact that I love the Father and the fact that I'm going to execute the absolute dictates and commands of my Father. So whatever we do from here forward will all be done because I am hearing what God is telling me to do and I am executing exactly, unquestionably, without any doubt in my heart what the Word of God has spoken in my hits now arise and let's go from here with this understanding that if I'm going to get anything out of God's love, then I've got to respond to God's love with my love. And the only way for me to do that is to die to my flesh. If I don't die to my flesh, friend, then I can't get much out of God's love. I can get His mercy. I can get His forgiveness. I can get Him to say I'm forgiven. But whenever I live without corresponding love, you know it yourself. You've watched your loved ones who married and married wrong. And the next thing you know, they're talking about being miserable. She's saying, I can't stand him. He's saying, I love her. I love her. And she said, I can't stand him. I've heard him say, I can't stand the ground he walks on. Don't care about him anymore. Well, what, what did you think when you married? Well, back then I didn't know him like I know him now. So now I don't like him anymore. Well, what happened? Well, you didn't understand love. You didn't understand corresponding love. Now, we operate with God the same way. 
We'll operate with God. We'll get mad with God. We'll get frustrated with God. And all he's saying to us is that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I will love you. And whenever I love you, Jesus the Father and the Son will both love you. And if they love you, they will manifest themselves to you. Well, how did Jesus say he would manifest himself to you? He said he would manifest himself to you in four ways. He said in five ways. He said he would manifest himself to you in peace. Who wants peace in this room? Who wants peace on our media ministry today? Well, then you've got to love God back enough to crucify your flesh. You've got to love God back enough to die to what you want. You've got to love God back enough to say to your flesh, I don't care how you think you need to be satisfied. I'm not interested in what you think you have to have by lust or pride. I'm going to only give myself to the perspective of the commands of God. I'm going to turn from sin. I'm going to turn from myself. I'm not going to satisfy myself. I'm going to find peace in the commandment of my Father. That's the secret here, friend. Peace only comes when there is corresponding love. Corresponding love only comes when you die, I said, listen, die to your fleshly desires. What did Paul say would happen? Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, there are 17 works of the flesh. He said they will produce three major things. They'll produce the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. But then he said when those things die, the production of them bring about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And when those gifts of the Spirit begin to operate, then you can begin to live in peace. You can have prosperity. That's what the word peace means. You can live in a correspondence. This happened where? At the cross? No. It happened after the cross. Because when Jesus went to the tomb, I want you to see this now. Now get what I'm about to say. When Jesus went to the tomb, there was something that you never saw again. Listen now. Listen very carefully. There was something that you never saw again after he went to the tomb. You never saw it. Pay close attention now. He went to the cross in a body that everybody recognized. He was beaten in a body that everybody recognized. When the body was beaten, it was beaten so badly that they could not look upon him. However, they knew that what was in the ravages of the beating was still the body of which they had seen placed upon the cross. But when he went to the tomb, something happened that had never happened before. The body that they beat and they placed on the cross is never again seen in the, in the way, the fashion, and the person of which it was when they put him on the cross. Why? Because the flesh 
was left in the tomb and it was never again to be seen as it was. See, we live in a world that says to us, get saved and don't change anything. Jesus said, go to the cross and die. They'll put you in the tomb and when you get up, everything will be changed. Everything will be transformed. Everything will be new. Your body, your old life, your old thoughts will no longer be. How do I know that's so? Because when Jesus was seen by Mary outside the temple, she did not recognize him. His flesh was gone. Think about that. And here we sit in a world telling us, we can live any old way we want to and go to heaven. Everybody's going to heaven because of God's love. Jesus went to the tomb because he loved the Father. Jesus went under the commandments because he loved the Father. Jesus went hence to go to Calvary because he loved the Father. He took the flesh, the sin, the degradation, the beating, the savagery, put it in the tomb, and it never came out again. That's why I know many people that say they get saved, they ain't saved at all. Because they leave wherever they raise their hand, wherever they open the door, and go right out the next door, back into the same actions, activities, deeds, and behaviors that they did before. Huh. But Jesus took them to the tomb. That's what happened after the cross. He buried his flesh. Totally buried it and we never see it again. We see him come back to the earth in a new body. We see him come back to the earth as a new man, robed in white, robed in righteousness. We see him looking with eyes of fire and hair of wool. We see his feet of brass because that tells us what he did in hell. We see him as a new man with a new body. And Paul said one of these glad mornings, those that know Jesus Christ are going to have a body glory to God that's fashioned like unto his glorious body. See, this is where we live, friends. Why? How did we get there? By the love of God, by our corresponding love. And when we correspond with Him, signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles come from the love of God. Now we know how Jesus did it. Now we know that if Jesus did it through the love of God, because he loved God and love and faith came from God and grace came from God and married with our love because we love Jesus Christ, then we, we, me, you, us can operate the same way. Why? Because the love of God is who he is. It never changed. He never decided to operate under any other condition. He never made up his mind to do it any other way. We looked at Jesus and thought he did it because he was the Son of God, never understanding what John 14, 31 was telling us. Never understanding that what he is and who he was. He was because he corresponded with the love of God and went about doing the things that he did to minister to the people because of that love. 
Now bow your head and close your eyes. Father, I thank you today for the Word of God. Today, we need to go to the tomb. And we need to make sure that we are buried in the tomb. We need to make sure that our flesh, that the nature of our flesh has been buried there. The nature of laziness, the nature of natural actions and activities, the nature of weariness buried there. We need to take on the joy of the Lord that comes through our ability to love you and correspond with you in love. The nature of the ability to live in the spirit of truth. And then because we love you and you love us and we have a joint relationship of love, as the bride of Christ, the love relationship, we need to live in the glory of God. You expect us to live in the glory of God. You expect us to live in grace and mercy, in kindness, in long-suffering, in truth. You expect us to live that way. And the only way we can live that way is to, is to give to you the love that you have given to us because you are demanding that out of us. Keep your commands and then know that you're manifesting yourself to us. Love is the answer. Joint love is the secret to the work of God in your life. If you love Him, you'll pray. If you love Him, you'll be in the house of God. If you love Him, you'll read His Word. If you love Him, you'll meditate upon who He is. If you love Him, you'll serve others. If you love Him, you'll be a friend. If you love Him, you'll want right to prevail. If you love Him, you will hear from God. And God will direct you. And hence you will arise and go to complete the commands of the Father. You won't do any of that if you don't love Him. You'll think about it. You'll wish you could. You'll talk about it. But you'll get too tired for it. You'll get too inundated by the deceptions of the world to allow the love of God to work through you so that you can bring the world to the understanding of the observance of all of the things that Jesus began to do and to teach. Nah, it'll be hard. Coming to church on Sunday morning may be easy, but living for Christ, that'll be hard because you will have to bow You'll have to bow your flesh down and you'll have to say, Lord, I love you more than I love what I want. I love you more than I love what I want. I love you more than I love how I feel. Oh, God, help me just not stop here. I love you, Lord, more than to look at my flesh and allow my flesh to rule me. 
to look at my pain and allow pain to rule me. I love you more than that. I love you more. I love you more. I love you more than that, God. And whatever Jesus did, of which he did by love, I'm going to live by love. I'm going to live by your love, and I'm going to give you my love. Because in those things, my faith will be activated. When I love you, my faith will be activated. My faith will be activated. I will be able to go into faith and say to myself, through faith, I receive what the Holy Ghost is telling me. And I release it by faith. And now I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm preserved. I'm safe, I'm sound, and I'm whole. I have all of the inheritance that the angels of God want me to have in the plan of salvation. It belongs to me. I'll get it by loving you back. Now as we stand today and lift our hands to receive it, I want you to lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm at the tomb today and I'm dying in the flesh. I'm giving my flesh over. I'm dying in the flesh. I am dying in my flesh. And I'm saying to my flesh, you be subject to the love of God. And you be subject to my loving Him back. Because I want to know Him in the power of that resurrected body. Glory to God. I want to know Him in the power of the image of that resurrected body. I want to have the love of God flow through me. And the power of the resurrection of God. That I might know Him. And express Him to a dying world. And signs, wonders, and miracles flow from the throne of God through me. By love. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Father, I praise you today. Thank you. Say, I receive it today. I agree with it today. By faith, I activate it today. I want to speak to those of you on Facebook, YouTube, Lift Him Higher Radio, and Mike Springston FFC Podcast. I want to tell you today that the blanket love of Jesus, the blanket love of God, although it is there, must be met with your returned love. You must love Him enough to die. That's what the tomb is all about. You must love Him enough to bury your flesh. You must love Him enough to do what Jesus did and follow His commandments and then arise and go hence to live that love life in the face of the world. If you don't know Him today, I want you to know Him. I want you to know Him in truth. It's very simple for you to come to know Him because at the cross, the love of God will forgive you. But you must take your body, your life, to the tomb. Bury the flesh. Come to know Him today in forgiveness at the cross. Come to live for Him after the cross. Love Him back. He will transform you and change you. Pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I don't know Jesus, but I'm asking Him to come into my heart. I receive His forgiveness today. Now as He has loved me and you have loved me, 
and you are forgiving me of my sins, I want to now follow Him. I want to be an imitator of Christ. So I will go to the tomb where I will lay down my flesh. And I'm not going to pick it up again. I'm not going to pick it up again. I'm going to follow. I'm not going to listen to those who tell me, oh, it's okay. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. My flesh is going to die. And I'm going to be made brand new. The old man will pass away. And the new man, full of the righteousness of God, will come. I'll take it. And I'll live it. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, get yourself to a place where you can worship God, study His Word, hear the man of God preach. Join us on our Facebook or YouTube or Lift Him Higher Radio or Mike Springston FFC podcast as frequently as you can because we'll tell you the truth about how to live the love life in love with God as He is in love with you. May God bless you is my prayer. I thank you for being here today. May God richly bless you and keep you safe in the hollow of His hand. May the Holy Spirit surround you. May He live out of you. May you sense His presence in every step of every day. May you find your time of prayer. May you get to the word of truth. And may the Spirit of God well up in you as a rushing mighty river as you live for God in this coming week. Amen and amen. God bless you until we meet again.